Hello and welcome to the movie podcast spoiler-filled discussion of The Boys Season 3. My name is Daniel and joining me today as always are my boys, Shabazz. Hello. And Anthony. Hello, hello, hello. I just, I'm just confirming. Are you guys doing butcher accents? Is that is that what's I going I on was. here? I was. I don't know what Anthony was doing. But that, I was, that was a butcher was. accent. Hello. Nah, mate. You were like, hello, hello, hello. Mate, I want to check yeah. your windows shined right now. I'm a chimney <laughs> sweeper <laughs> from the yeah, I'm a chimney sweep. But people yeah. don't have chimneys anymore, so you're more like a window cleaner at this point. Uh, yeah, people I don't guess. have chimneys anymore? People still have chimneys. But, I mean, fireplaces are pretty much like gone now. Yeah, but those the houses that have them yeah, still if, have if chimneys. Goes down a chimney. If somebody goes down a chimney, they're just gonna be like, "Okay, I'm stuck in a chimney now. They have to come back up." Okay, if you're gonna if you're gonna name drop, just say Santa Claus, man, because who else is gonna go down? A I chimney? go down chimneys all the time just to make sure that people are keeping their houses safe. And <laughs> what are you doing with this chimney? This is outlawed. I'm not gonna lie to you. People are what put in chimneys to why uh, in what country? Because they've been buried there. Um, okay. I don't have time to unpack that, no, I, but today, of course, to <laughs> I don't want to unpack it. Uh, today, of course, is going to be our full on spoiler discussion of everything that happens in the boys season three. Uh, we really wanted to talk about the show weekly. It just, it's been so crazy on the movie podcast. We've had so much going on, but we absolutely love the show. So I'm so excited to dive into everything on the show. Um, Anthony, you mentioned that you wanted to give a bit of a warning before we started. Though. Yeah, we, we, we want to make sure that uh, we have our, our disclaimer that this will be the most diabolical rated R conversation Uh-oh. in the entirety of the movie podcast. But we will be limiting our swear words to certain words and excluding yeah. other ones. There's, there, you know, there's some words that, you know, that Butcher may love to say, but you know what? We'll, we're not British. We're not going to say them. We're not British, we're not British enough. enough to pull them off. Yeah. yeah. We're not British enough to pull them off. Uh, as always, you could catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday. And watch out throughout the week for review episodes and all the latest movies and series. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, join our Discord, and write into the show at hello at themoviepodcast.ca. You can also follow us on YouTube if you're watching this on YouTube right now. Hello there. Uh, make sure you comment what you thought of the season. You like this video, ring the notification bell, and of course, subscribe to the show. All the links for everything and more are in the podcast or in the video that you're watching right now. So thank you so much for your support. There are a lot of amazing episodes of the movie podcast out right now that you could watch or you could listen to uh, however you want to support us. Uh, we've had some really cool guests joining us on the show this week alone. We had Joseph Quinn of Stranger Things uh, season four. He plays Eddie. He is such an awesome human being. And I was so happy that we got to have him on the show to talk to us about season four. Uh, we also just recently had Paul Walter Hauser, who you'll know and love from movies like Cruella, Richard Jewell, Cobra Kai, and of course, Blackbird, which is going to be releasing on July 8th on Apple TV Plus. It's another great show. You want to check it out 100%. Also, in the last couple of weeks, we've been really lucky to have some great people join us too, including Amon Vellani of Miss Marvel, Hayden Christensen, Deborah Chow of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and so many more incredible people. We're so lucky to be doing what we're doing on the movie podcast right now and have all the amazing talent joining us. And we have lots more special guests and movies to review and episodes of the movie podcast waiting for you. So please, if you like what we're doing, support us. If you want to support the show in other ways and buy 
our merch. I'm wearing one right now. Anthony's wearing one right now. We have official movie podcast merch that you can purchase if you want to help us keep the lights and the mics on. But today, like we said at the top of the show, this is all about The Boys Season 3. Eight episodes, no holds barred. We're going to talk about everything. So if you haven't watched it and you somehow made it like five minutes into this episode without realizing, hey, they're talking about The Boys Season 3 today. This is your last warning. We're going to go full on into it. Anthony, I'm going to get you to start us off with just your overall feelings of the season. I really like this season. This was probably the best season of The Boys. It just in terms of storytelling, in terms of character development, and also the introductory of Soldier Boy, who is my favorite new cast member. He's just he, I I haven't read I haven't read the comics to Soldier Boy yet, so I don't know what the comics interpretation of him is. But this version or the version that we got on on screen was fantastic. It, he is. A certain it's like he is Captain America and Wolverine put into get put together from a time period and super racist and super racist. <laughs> I, like there's a there there's something about Soldier Boy that I find empathy with because I don't know if he's that bad of a person. Uh, he's not like the other guys, like the actual seven. But um, I really like Soldier Boy this season, and I loved everyone's story. Everyone had enough screen time to really shine. Frenchie and Kamiko and their relationship and learning about his past with little Nina and, and his name. Now we know his name is Serge. Yeah. Um, we dived into Homelander becoming the right wing conservative poster boy. And yeah, now runs Vought, which is super interesting. Nadia, the head popper, very <laughs> like you can see she's running. She's the puppet master in this case, in this scenario, yep. she's taken over and learning about her connection to, um, to Vought and why yeah. she is who she is. And now she's running for VP. Yeah. We, we, we have Huey and Starlight's relationship. We have butcher's past, but there's so much story in this season. We're going to go, we're going to talk about it all, but I really, really loved it. This is probably the best season. Yeah, you know, I'm right there with you. I think the season started off a bit slower and kind of getting all the pieces in play. And of course, after season two, that ending of season two with Stormfront and that battle, uh, you always wonder, I'm like, how could the boys surprise us now? I think we're so used to just how insane and fucking diabolical the show could be. You don't, until it reaches that new bar, and this show does that, and I think Herogasm especially, you're just watching and you're like, holy shit okay we're doing this or we're showing this so we're going to go here i really love that nothing's off top off um off limits in this show you know that the, the show will go wherever it wants to go it will tell whatever stories it needs to tell and it's not worried about how you perceive certain characters because there are clear bad guys in this show and i really like that because in a lot of you know just superhero media or just any media i think it's it's hard to have, you know, a, a character who's evil or a villain stay a villain. And this show's not afraid to be like, there are no redeeming things for this character. There is no redeeming Homelander. Yes, you could feel empathy for them, or yes, you could feel bad for them, but there is no redeeming um, what they've done. You know what I mean? One thing I, I, I forgot to mention is this season really took creative risks with its storytelling, especially the sequences with Noir and 
and the animated sequence, like the Rock yeah. Rabbit, which was fantastic. They had the musical with Kimiko and Frenchie, and then even Butcher's past being relived in like almost like a dream sequence. They really put in different genres of film or TV stuff that we love into this show to just make it different and unique compared to all the, you know, the superhero type of storytelling that we're so used to, which is like right. one after the other. Like they, they took those creative risks, which, you know, it worked out for them. Yeah. And, you know, it definitely helps when you have a show that is, you know, it's eight episodes long, which isn't a super long time, but, you know, it's using those hours. It's using that hour of television to tell a story. And it does a great job of balancing on the characters. Shay, I'm going to get you to jump in here. Let us know your thoughts on this season because a few, you know, for our listeners, you really liked the first three episodes, but it wasn't wowing you yet. I'm just wondering, have you come around on that? Yeah. So, um, the first two episodes for me were, were great, but they just never were like, ah, oh, this is the next evolution of the boys. And I think I remember saying that I'm hoping that they kind of up the ante and, and reinvent themselves in a way. And Anthony, all the points you just kind of brought up with the different styles episodes, the depth that they brought to the characters, that was what this show needed. And I absolutely agree with you. This is the best season of the boys by far. And it really, after episode three for me took off, I was absolutely in love with it. I loved every character. I couldn't stop watching Homelander. I think I think Anthony Starr, he, it's an Emmy-winning performance that he does, especially in the Hero Gasm episode. There's this monologue that he kind of does to himself, and I was just struck. I watched it like three times. I kept fast-forwarding it. I'm like, I'm like rewinding it and being like, yeah, I got to see that again because that was unreal. And on top of that, Jensen Eccles as 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 Soldier Boy was phenomenal. Yeah. I, I don't really watch much stuff of, of Jensen Eccles, but – I was I was I was on the floor with whatever he was doing. I was I got it. He was fantastic. He was just the right level of Homelander that you needed. But Anthony, you're right. There is some level of empathy that you kind of have for him because he's almost like a fish out of water situation. Still a horrible person. Still completely an asshole. But there's still something you're like maybe there's some redeeming you. Like you know that that meme you always see online. I can save him. Like that's kind of where I was like, <laughs> maybe he can be saved. You know, there's there's a lot about this season that I like that they took those risks. It it made itself stand out beyond just the boys. It became a season that I I wish more people watched the show. I know a lot of people watch the show already, but a lot of people are turned off by you know it's gratuity and violence and language and nudity and everything. But behind all that, there is something so beautiful being told here by the performances and by the story itself. You know, I, I love it, what you just said, Shay, because I think this show's barrier to entry is you know is the show itself, right? It's if you're not expecting, if you're going into the show and you have no idea what to expect, especially that first, if you think about season one, that first episode, that first scene of Huey on the sidewalk with his girlfriend as A-Train runs by and she just turns into just blood and and guts on Huey, right? I think people are going to watch that and be like, yeah, it's not for me. But there is such incredible performances in the show and there's such great writing in this show that I think will go overlooked because people will, you know, think of it only as a spectacle or think of it as the show that has, you know, the crazy violence or the crazy giant penis that people enter into in the first episode. You know, I think that was, uh, you know, when we, I remember us reviewing that first episode and being like of, of um, season three and being like, oh my God. Okay. This is, this is how the show is starting. This is a show that, you know, whenever like a big tragedy happens in the world and they're like, you got to blame video games. You got to blame this. Marilyn Manson, 
like people are gonna be like, you gotta blame the boys, but it's like no, like you, you that's that's you looking at it so service level. There's there's this show is making fun of exactly all those things. It's it's putting a spotlight on that, and you're and you're so blind to seeing it, and that's what makes the show so damn good. You know, leave it to like this show to really be the the show that gives us the real commentary on what's going on in the world today and fall in with politics and the alt-right and toxic masculinity. And just like, there's so many amazing things that this show touches on that you're so right, Shay, that when you watch it, you know, if you're looking at a surface level and people are just like, yeah, we love Homelander, but it's like, don't you realize that they're making fun of that? They're showing you how bad this is. And that's, what's so brilliant about this show is that you're seeing in real time, what we experience in the world today where you have like these, you know, you'll have someone who goes and does this horrible thing, this shooting. Cause they're, they're thinking they're enacting justice and they're looked at as heroes. And the rest of the world looks at it. Like, how are you praising this person or how are you praising this political figure? And they're not afraid to do that. And especially this season, you know, turning, you know, Homelander, Homelander realizes that, Hey, by me speaking out more and me not being muzzled and not being, you know, held back from what I'm saying, I'm gaining traction with another audience you didn't even know he had. You know what I mean? So he doubles down on that because then you start getting the pe- those people who felt like they've never been represented, those racist assholes, start coming forward and they they feel like they have they have their champion that they could point to be like, "Nah, he's fighting for us." And that's and so in- the- invocative in that last scene, right? And don't the racist assholes need more of a hero out there? Like I always I've always said the racist <laughs> assholes need a, a, a mascot. You know, it's 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 amazing that they need more. They need more assholes out there because the, there's so many that they can look up to in the real world. So it's it's funny that they turn to the show to try and find more. Uh, Anthony, jump in here. What are your thoughts right now for uh, for season three? I know th- there's so many points that we could talk about. Is there anything specific you want to talk about? We could kind of jump off from there. Uh, probably like <clears throat> I'm going to mention the deep. I think the deep really grew in this season in terms of just his character leaving, we'll say the Scientology type of church last year or last yep. season, and then coming into his own and writing his book. What's the book oh, called? God. The, the Deeper, I think it's called. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, just the, like the God. level of bringing the deep now into, I'm going to have sex with fish. This is like, this is now my thing with the whole That's octopus a- and ambrosia and just, yeah oh my gosh and eating his best friend is just i was about to say like that that scene when there are uh when they are at the you know at the va table and they're eating and it's like he homelander forces him to eat the octopus you're just like oh my god and cg was great this year too like they really did a, a fantastic job with the production value in terms of how like when did they start filming this? They, I want to say last year, last summer, I yeah. want to say they, they so started shooting it. Like they did such a banger job of getting everything out and getting everything polished. The, you know, watching the first episode and you mentioned, you know, the penis scene, I thought that was going to be the most extreme that we got, but then that was just the tip of the iceberg. Was, yes. Tip of the <laughs> iceberg. And I thought that was like, okay. You know, you can't go any further with that. That's like some yeah. random, like you got to have a fucking, a mind, a creative mind to think of that sequence. But, 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 but comes, do you though, Anthony? Do you, you though? Do because, though. Like I, mean, I would never no, no, no. think that. Like I, a, I, I agree, but also like that was clearly like an answer to the Ant-Man and Thanos' ass, you know? Is it? 
Right. Right. Like it was like, like every time, like people said, you know, why did Ant-Man just shrink himself, go inside of Thanos' ass, Thanos ass just yeah. get bigger and Yeah, but, but why That's didn't people think they answered this, you know? That's why didn't like, they he shrink down and this is why, you know, but then instead the boys are like, instead of going to his ass, let's go through let's, the pee-pee let's hole. crank it up a little bit more. That's what they Yeah, said. and then he literally sneezes in, and explodes and... And he, he's in a pile of cocaine I mean, and again this is just the first like scene of the show this is the first my 10 god minutes. this is the first 10 minutes of episode one of this season and then you're on a roller coaster from there uh one person that i thought got a little bit sidelined this season was was mave and obviously for story reasons you see why that she was kind of set aside obviously from everything that she was going through um but it was great to see a train you know get a lot of great scenes in this up ep- in, in this season especially him dealing with you know that this is another thing that you know i think the show does again it's not afraid to touch on themes in the real world so we're looking at police brutality and things like that well let's look at superheroes who are doing that and being super aggressive to minority neighborhoods and things like that and when they are approached about it they get all defensive and then that scene when i guess they're at was it like um was it like a city hall meeting or was it just like a photo op that they set up i think yeah, yeah, and was, then A Train and him start fighting. Like, oh my god, yeah, man. it was and, a, it was a it was a town hall meeting in regards to uh, the who was the 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 bad Blue the Hawk, bad right? Blue Hawk, Blue Hawk, and how he yeah. was dealing with people in the community. And then he goes on this rampage. It's not my fault. It's your fault. And he he, right. he brings up it, Black Lives Matter, but it's all lives matter type of thing. So yeah, and then he paralyzes A Train's brother. And then you again you find. The, the show does a really good job of giving you empathetic moments to heroes that don't deserve it, especially right. for A-Train because he said he's a murderer. You know, he killed his girlfriend. He killed uh, Huey, Huey's girlfriend and even Ashley, who's the uh, Vought's PR head of VP, yeah. whatever. She even says it like you are a bad person. And he realizes that and he's trying to make good on it. But I don't know how good because he, he even got uh starlight's x supersonic yeah you know supersonic right yeah it's a show that right in mount twists and turns and puts you in positions where you feel oh i feel sorry for him oh no i don't oh i feel sorry yeah and and that's good because you, you you're changing the dynamics of of you really caring about these characters yeah and i think that's just like like how the show does such a great job of representing just like humanity in our in and right now we're just like yeah like not everyone's all bad but like you could still be a bad person even though if you do things that you think are still right um herogasm was a show was an episode that you know we we touched on lightly but this was the episode that i think a lot of people were when it was announced that they were going to actually do it this season people were just like how are they going to show this how are they going to do it and then we actually get to that episode and it's it's pretty wild and i feel so bad for mother's milk man who just uh arrives to the party opens the wrong door and you know he just gets um he gets um splattered. he gets splattered yeah i it's, remember uh, <laughs> i remember that sequence i messaged you guys i'm like oh my god poor, poor mother's mm milk. because mm is he's like <laughs> he's OCD. He does. He likes yeah. things neat and clean. And now he's put in the most uncleanliness situation where he has to, yeah. know. but like that situation was like beyond something I think he can, he could have dealt with. Yeah. But um, yeah, hero gasm just turned that 10 minute sequence in the beginning of episode one to 10, because I did not yeah. expect 
everything that happened out of that show, that episode. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, we spoke a lot about Jensen Ackles and I think Jensen Ackles is such a great actor and uh, I've I've been a big fan of him since his, obviously since Smallville days and then I watched a little bit of Supernatural, not too much of it, but I remember hearing his voice in the Batman Under the Red Hood um, animated film from like 2010 and he actually does the voice of Red Hood and I remember Andrew Romano who's like iconic like voice uh, like voice casting director um who did like the batman the animated series and everything like that she's saying like yeah like this guy's gonna have a career where like one day he'll play batman and you can totally see that because he the way he carries himself is just he has like that captain america just like feel to him but also just like i have like these 1950s sensibilities where it's just like when he smacks huey right and he's just like i warned you and you you're just like oh like this guy's scary but you he's like you weirdly like him right and i love that confrontation in the hero gasm episode where it's homelander arrives and it's butcher who now has powers because you know we learned that they're able to take temp v where they can um what just for 24 hours be powered up right and then um it's a fight between homelander soldier boy butcher and then Huey's there as well, too. And Huey also has a great uh, moment earlier at Herogasm with A-Train, where A-Train actually apologizes to him. And Huey, it's what Huey wanted this whole time. But as soon as he gets it from A-Train, he, like, like he punches him, right? Or smacks him. He, he punches him. Yeah. So it's just it's it's crazy. And then we then we of course we learn that you know the more temp V you take, the more fatal it is to your body, right? Like you can you will die. It just starts leaving holes this. in your brain, right? So yeah, yeah. Yikes! There's so much that happens. So let's 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 focus a bit more on the finale. So we're building up to a big fight between Homelander and Soldier Boy, and basically everyone you know kind of showing up to take on Homelander. Um, but as soon as Soldier Boy, you know, attacks Ryan, the fight kind of switches sides. Um, Anthony, do you want to kind of break down uh, that final uh, fight for us? Well, I think one thing that we want to mention before is, you know, we we learned that Soldier Boy is Homelander's father, biological father, biological yeah. father. We don't know who the biological mother is. I suspect it's Stormfront, which would be even like it's something. Oh, that the it'd boys be so messed up. Twist. But yeah, you could see it. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, so we learned that. So he has some sort of, he doesn't want to go through with it, but he might because it is his son. And Homelander learns that he has a father. It wasn't just like he was grown in the lab. And then Ryan, who is the son of Homelander, who has a deep connection with Butcher, conflicted with what's happening in front of him because now he cares for his father, he cares for Butcher, but he doesn't know what side to take on. And I think once, you know, Ryan is in danger both both heroes in this world you know take up the mantle as as the father figure for Ryan and they Ryan. They, they fight they you know you got the, the the fight with Homelander versus Soldier Boy and then Homelander versus Maeve and you got Butcher versus Soldier Boy and it just it's a good fight at the end. I think everyone gets a piece of what they want. I I was super shocked that Maeve was the uh, I guess the the savior of that that scene where she throws him out the window and he he explodes. Yeah. She loses an eye, she loses her powers, which is a, probably a good thing for her because she she really wants to just be with her with her girlfriend. But 
Ryan is now put in a spot where he rather be with Sol- uh, sorry with um with uh Homelander. <laughs> Homelander. And that end sequence is is the shocker. It's like we see someone from the crowd throw I don't know if it was a brick or something. I, lo- I think it was like, I think it was like a can, a wasn't can. it? Like a yeah. At Ryan and boom. So uh, why do I want to see Soldier Boy? I keep keep saying it. Homelander lasers that dude's head off in public. This is not a yeah. dream sequence. This is something that this really isn't a happens. full crowd. This is not a full rally. A Homelander rally. Homelander rally, and everyone's okay with it. And that's when Homelander realizes I can. I'm on top of the world now. Nothing can hold me back. I can do whatever I want. But that end sequence of Ryan. I guess being celebrated in that sense. He, yeah, that that little smile that he that does, right? Smile. I don't know where that takes his character. Is he going to be bad? Is he going to be good? But it's just it's not a great point because you know, Butcher might have to take him out. Yeah, well, these are his and, formative and, and, years, right? As a kid, he's he's be, he's learning so much, and not yeah. only that, but he's finding his powers. And if his powers are anything like Homelander's, you know, to quote Uncle Ben. With great power comes great responsibility. And unfortunately, in the boys' universe, the responsibility part is out the window. It's just great the, power for all of these people. Yeah. yeah. What's Butcher's line is, with great power comes the absolute certainty that you'll turn into the right <laughs> C word. Yes. Yeah. Which is a yeah. great, like, We can't twist. say that word. A great twist on it. We can't say it. We can't say C. No, we don't, we don't have, the, we don't have the, uh, the money for that word on this show. No budget but I will, for but, that word. <laughs> but I will say, though, like, I love that Homelander introduces his son now to the worlds. And that's what's, what's really interesting, too, is that they both, you know, just kind of float down from the sky. And it's like, here's here's my son Ryan to the to the world right and that's why he gets the can thrown at him and that silence after Homelander literally just destroys that guy like turns him into just mush like everyone's just kind of silent and that one person starts cheering on their own and then the crowd goes crazy and it literally reminded me so much again it's not they're not they're not like secretly veiling their their inspirations behind this this is Clearly, like, you know, remember back in like a couple years ago when Trump was like, I'm so popular, I could shoot somebody in Times Square and I'll still have all my followers. I'll still be celebrated. That literally is that. And we're seeing that. And we're seeing that in the real worlds with with just awful, deplorable human beings. And you're seeing this reflected, I think, so incredibly well used in this show. And I think this what this show does so well is that it's not afraid to hold a mirror up to the world and show how crazy the boys' world could be, but it's not as far like again, if we were watching the show ten years ago, this would feel so like this can never happen in our worlds. But what's so scary about watching this show now is that it's eerily close to what we are seeing in the world. And that's where it's getting its inspirations from, which is so uh which is so scary. But also what what the shows again like you know what we've been saying for the last 30 minutes is that behind all the blood and guts and gore and other bodily fluids that i'm not going to list here on the movie podcast there is such incredible writing there are such strong characters and there's just such attention to detail such great attention to uh, detail throughout this show that really just makes it all the better and now watching this season like i as soon as i finish this season i'm like man i want to go back and watch it from the beginning now and i want to just see how this all flows together and tells one story and i'm so glad they start shooting the next season next month because i cannot wait to watch more 
any other final thoughts on this season of the boys before we wrap up? looks like we are all good we're getting all shaken heads right now uh thank you so much for listening to the movie podcast spoiler filled discussion of the boys season three stay tuned on the movie podcast for coverage on whatever news comes out of the boys season four we cannot wait for it or we love the show do you guys how many seasons do you guys think the show is going to go we're getting spinoffs now we had the animated spinoff what do you what do you see this show going i think like five five seasons five seasons five is a good number i don't think it needs to go like really long five is a great number because we have that would be two more seasons wraps it up nicely and neatly and Mm -hmm. i think at the end of it it's going to come down to homelander and butcher which is something that they were planning this year but things have changed but right that is the the ultimate goal for i think this show is to have those two finally duke it out because they represent right the extreme size of each of their characters yeah. beliefs. So it makes sense to end it with that. And I think five episodes or five episodes, five seasons would be perfect. Yeah. And also just something quickly that we didn't touch on too briefly with butcher now seeming to be dying, right. From using the temp V too much. It's going to be really interesting to see where they take his character or where they're going to wrap up the show. Cause can the boys exist without butcher? We're going to find out. As always, you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday and watch out throughout the week for our review episodes and interviews with people from the movies, from the series, from all across the world. Uh, I don't know why I said it like that. It's a very weird way of saying it. But yeah, stay tuned for all of our reviews and interviews on all the latest movies and series. Make sure you follow us at the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, join our Discord, and write into the show at hello at themoviepodcast.ca. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube if you're watching us there right now. Ring the notification bell, subscribe, and do all that other fun stuff on YouTube. Please check out the show notes for all of those links and more. That was this time with the movie podcast, and we'll see you next.